Hello, welcome to episode two of Snap Track uh, with me, Ross, and I'm Jen. Hi, how you doing? Hello there. How, I'm good. I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, getting over uh, being sick though, so if my voice starts to <laughs> quiver a little, a little bit, that's why. Uh, but I'm other so, than I'll, that, I'll forgive you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Uh, Snap Trek is a game where we compare two episodes of Star Trek with each other through a variety of categories. This week, the theme is Holodeck Adventures. I have been lucky enough to watch TNG's The Big Goodbye. Uh, Jen, what episode did you get to watch? And uh, Deep Space Nine, Season 4, Episode 9, Our Man Bashir. Ah, excellent. Okay. And so you can immediately sort of see why those two episodes would be a nice contrast. Holodeck Adventures, sort of a vintage theme for both of them as well. So we thought it might be fun to compare these two. Um, and because we know that the people listening to this podcast are probably big Star Trek fans, we're not going to go through the trouble of rehashing the plot or going through uh, the storyline, but we are just going to give you uh a brief <laughs> poetic uh reminder of the episode do you have yours ready jen okay sure so this is this is my uh limerick synopsis for our man bashir excellent okay. <laughs> i'm so excited about this okay a lot of kick for a 45 dom quipped agent bashir with perfect aplomb despite garrick's objection he gives his crewmates protection till they're saved by the true hero rom that was very good. That was excellent. I mean, a little <laughs> round of applause. That was excellent. That was very good. Thank you. That, I think these, I, I'm so excited to start sharing these lyrics. I really think they're quite good. Yeah, these, these are really fun to write. They are great. <laughs> great. Um, again, I'm, I'm wishing I'd gone first. I'm like, how am I going to follow that now? Because it's so good. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm kind of glad you had me go first because you're... <laughs> Okay. You're the poet, Eric. <laughs> so my, uh, my limerick for season one, episode 11, The Big Goodbye. A rendezvous with the Harada, whose linguistic production is harder. But the holodeck's lock, red blocks in for a shock, because Dixon Hill's really Picard. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Took some uh, poetic license with that one, because I could think of another word that rhymed with Harada. <laughs> Uh, the fact that you even tried to rhyme them with Harada <laughs> gives you points. Um, and it was a really that's wonderful. It was a really fun episode to watch. I think I, you know, series yeah. one is one of the one of the series that you know has a bit of a bad rap. Um, but actually, this was a really fun episode, and uh, it was fun to watch. It was fun to go through it. Been a while since I'd, I'd really watched a proper series one app. Yeah, I'm always surprised when I remember that this is a season one episode. <laughs> Because it seems everyone seems so fleshed out, you know, uh, that you forget that it it's so it happens so early in this in the series. It does happen. So. There's a, there's a couple of things which we might go into actually that made me sort of really see how early it is. Because I suppose season one, episode eleven, they must have written this before they'd possibly before they'd even seen an episode of it potentially. Right. Um, but there's a couple of things that came up which I was like, oh yeah. But yeah, and and it's funny, you know, we talk about the big goodbye being in the first season. Um, meanwhile, Armand Bashir is part of what you know in my mind is in the running for one of the best seasons of star trek ever which is season yeah. four of deep space nine so it, it fits perfectly in the middle of that uh <laughs> that amazing block of episodes, episodes. So right let's we got 
we got an inter- interesting contrast and here. so if we start with uh round one all right and I'll, I'll pick my first topic i'm going for uh best line so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you my best Ooh, line okay now i had there's a couple of good choices in this episode there's i'll give you my runner-up there's a conversation between data and bev where Picard as Dixon Hill is being uh, interviewed by the police, interrogated by the police, and Data says, he's on ice. He's being grilled. And Bev replies, what is he, a fish? <laughs> <laughs> and I, that really made well, me that, laugh. Yeah, But that's not, that not the line. I decided to go for a line, um, a line by Cyrus Redblock, who uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the film Sin City, there's a couple mm-hmm. of thugs in Sin City and uh, they said they've got pretensions or delusions of eloquence. And I feel that's what Cyrus Redblock has because um, at one point after Felix Leach tells Redblock that he's been struck struck by Dixon Hill, uh, Cyrus Redblock says, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, a Newtonian truism, which you have obviously neglected. <laughs> that is such a uh... weird line. <laughs> I mean, he just talks and talks and talks, Cyrus Redlock. And that was just an astonishingly bizarre line he came out with, uh, just as Felix Leach uh, clocked Dixon Hill with the, the back of his gun. It was great. Well, I love that pick, yeah, because you, 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 it's not something you would expect that character to come out with. It's, so. it's just a random <laughs> which, random Newton reference. Which makes it quite yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was strange. But a lot of the stuff that he said was solid gold. Uh, but it was, yes. it was a great line, I thought. Well, I'd, love to, I'd like to hear your line. That's oh, a, God, there, I know there are so many good, good lines pick. from, from okay. your episode. Well... Okay, so well, this this was challenging for my episode best line because uh, there's so many great, you know, like James Bond one line jokes, you know, and, like there's so many good ones, you know, like try to stay cool, Mister Bashir, you know, and he puts the laser on, and it's, and it's you know, there's there's so many of them that I just I couldn't, I, I had to rule those out as options because I couldn't pick one. There's just so many. You know, every like Garrick alone. Yeah. And, and the Bond girl names they, um, they give the and, female and, characters. Oh, oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, so, but there's actually there actually is a, a line in this episode that has always stuck with me, um, and it's at the very end when uh, you know everything's okay, everybody's you know back uh, on the Defiant, and um, Garrick ta- uh, is talking about you know how you know how it's, this was different than being in the obsidian order and blah 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 and and he one of the things he says that he never got taught in the obsidian order was that um uh how indulging in fantasy keeps the mind yes. creative and that line always stuck with me because it was kind of like giving me permission to enjoy the holodeck yeah. episode yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> so i thought it was like a good a good frame on on the on the episode as like you know th- this was this is a little bit a little of a bit meta as well yeah yeah like, like okay this was a fun you know diversion and that's okay yeah. <laughs> you know so always I, I always thought that was yeah. such a great line well I, that's a, I like that line so, I did wonder during that scene when Bashir said I'm on duty in two hours was it is that scene it is that scene is it where there's a, yeah. Uh, that's in the beginning. He said, no, "Yeah, I'm forget it, forget it." Because I was wondering, hours, like, who, so. which doctor goes on duty in two hours and gets up two hours early to to go to the holiday? <laughs> and he's like pouring himself a martini. <laughs> like, I, 
I hope that yeah. Bashir, Julian Bashir. That's <laughs> yeah. It's probably not. Yeah, yeah. It's pro- there's probably no alcohol in those. But... <laughs> so oh, that's uh, funny. Who 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 do we that's disappoint point, to? But... Who, who okay. are you going for? Ah, uh, I, I gotta give the point to the big goodbye on this one. You, you I pick, think that... you pick. I think I'm going the big goodbye as well. I think it's just such a bizarre line. I wonder yeah. if I might think to actually say it myself. The next time something happens <laughs> and I think, well, it is because of what you've already done. Could I say that to them with like that sort of gravelly right. Cyrus Red Block voice? <laughs> I might give it a go. I might give it <laughs> maybe I'll see how it works. It's such an unexpected uh Yeah. You know, from it that is, character. So that that's that's a great line. It, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a weirdy. All right. So that's two points for Big Goodbye. <laughs> All right. So uh, for round two, I am going with uh, Most Valuable Hologram. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yep. so for uh, our man Bashir, we have to go with my girl, Mona Loves It. <laughs> she's amazing <laughs> she speaks seven languages know how knows how to fly a jet you know degrees in biology chemistry physics makes a martini you know <laughs> she, she puts needs to get she puts garrick in that awesome mock turtleneck yeah r.i.p to mona loves it well even that so i'm very i am sad that she got fridged you know, but I also think that her getting her getting fridge was was actually a very interesting homage to, to James Bond movies too. I mean, because that's all that happens oh, to the Bond classic, girls. So, it's a classic change. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So I kind of you know, but but I I, I think she she was such a an interesting character, and I, I would I kind of wish she survived to have her own, um, you know, uh, <laughs> adventures as a as a as a spy. You know. I mean, honestly, I do wonder why they didn't revisit this holodeck program again. I mean, they, they do, yeah, they, they do, do, but, but not, not why like didn't we ever see Mona Lisa again? Because that is, that is hilarious. Amazing. It's all it's borderline Austin Powers yeah. rather than James Bond. <laughs> the stuff That's a good that point. Coming out with, but yeah, that she is an excellent character, and you know what? For for value. I mean, she has value, doesn't she? Because she has all those credentials. Yeah. She's obviously an extremely useful valet. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's that's no. that's a real James Bond thing too, is to have these super competent women who are just you know background yeah, characters. So, <laughs> yeah. you know? Unbelievable. She she deserves her own holodeck adventure. <laughs> so completely, completely. Mona loves it. R.I.P. I mean, that is. I'm still. I'm trying not to laugh at the name. It's so good. <laughs> But her and her okay. her death is actually a really great reveal of having O'Brien as Falcon. That yes. you know, because she drops and then it's O'Brien standing there with an eye patch. <laughs> such a funny moment, you know. It's so it's so well done. That is yeah. such a funny episode. Okay, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle with this. I picked out a real left field choice for most value okay. for a most valued hologram. Um, I picked a character who only appears in one scene. Ooh. But it's the uh, the newspaper vendor at the very beginning <laughs> yes! as they walk through. <laughs> yes. Now I pick, you know, I pick, I picked him because he is like such a recognisable actor. He is is one of those yeah. guys. He's in everything. He's in another episode of Star Trek as well. He's in the uh, past tense. Mm-hmm. He plays a much bigger character in Deep Space Nine's past tense, and he's in all of right, like right. the Joe Dante films, Gremlins, The Burbs, all that kind of thing. And he's like he plays virtually the same character in every film he's in, and he plays the same character here, just like a no nonsense, hard working guy who's going to tell it like it is. 
And uh, he gives out a great line to Picard just as they walk in the holodeck. He says, "Hey, Dick's house tricks," <laughs> and I thought that was another that was another one for my possible best line. But it's such a nice little bit. It's just light-hearted, and you know, I was like, oh, I can't believe they got this guy in to play right. this one scene. It's amazing. Uh, and I thought, I thought, you know, as I watched it, it's been such a long time since I'd seen it previously. I thought he must come back. They haven't just surely got this guy in for this one bit. And they had. That was it. That was his one line. It was amazing. I loved it. But he, I, I put him for my most valuable hologram because I just thought it's uh, he, get, he gives a lot of bang to his buck, that guy. You, you're getting a good deal to get him. I up. love this pick. I thought you were going to pick Picard's, you know, detective friend. So <laughs> this was a great uh, unexpected pick. But also the thing that I like about his character is, you know, they have to try to they have to explain data away to him. You know, like he's what did they say? He's from South yes. America, but then later on, he defends Data, like to you know, when they go, yes, hey, yes. you know, he's from South America. You know, <laughs> leave him alone, or you know, I forget what he says, but yeah, yeah. It's nice, and that is that yeah, kind of yeah. The guy like, just, just rolls with it. He's just, like, yeah, you're with you're with Dix. All right, on. if you're with Dix, you're cool. You know, <laughs> so oh, I, that's a great I choice. That was a really choice. strange little choice. I liked it. <laughs> um, I. For addition other points, I think this is really hard actually, because I think these are both quite strong contenders. I feel like I, I like my choice, but I feel like I've picked the actor rather than the hologram. Right. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for Mona Loves it on this <laughs> one, I think. Because I honestly is making me smile just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I have to go with Mona Loves It on this one. Because I think you're right. I, uh yeah, and that <laughs> the name alone kind of <laughs> kicks it up a notch. Yeah. So that's great. Okay. Righty-o then. Well, for round three, my choice, I'm going to pick most villainous. And I thought we both had actually quite a lot of potential choices for this one. Um, And I was going to go down the obvious obvious route and have Cyrus Redblock because he is, you know, the, the primary antagonist. But actually, I picked his his lackey, Felix Leach. Yes, oh, that's a pretty good name. <laughs> and Felix Leach, he's just sort of this grubby, shady, submissive, sort of obsequious toad. And he just all he wants to do is just kill people. But provided that Cyrus Redblock has given him the command, and he has that weird. I don't know if you know the actor Peter Law mm-hmm. or Peter Lore. Uh, yeah, he has that. Re- he has a sort of a, an air of him about him, and that sort of the rate of speech, the, the the tone of his voice, how he's producing his, uh, how he's articulating, and the sort of the nasality he's speaking with. Uh, he was really creepy. He was quite a horrid person, and certainly he was the uh, he's the only one who actually killed anyone uh, or tried to. He shot poor was it Waylon? <laughs> sure, shot poor, poor Waylon. <laughs> yeah, poor Waylon. He was hunted to extinction. Yes. Well, well, actually, we don't know. I mean, they, they got him off the holiday. Did he survive? I, no one really yeah. cared. They didn't care enough to tell us. I'm assuming they got him to the ho- to the to sick bay in time, based on yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but it barely. Didn't feel nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my choice is Felix Leach. Oh, that's an excellent choice. Okay, I am going the obvious route with my choice because 
I thought about, you know, Falcons, great, but just because it's O'Brien and an eye patch, you know? And uh, Duchamp is actually pretty great, too, but because it's Worf in a tux. (laughs) And he's got that that cigar that, you know, he blows the the powder out that puts him on the sleeve. That's cool. But only one villain, only uh, Hippocrates Noah... (laughs) tries to flood the entire earth destroy the entire world and he can't get much more villainous than that you know it's the most villainous thing i mean he's got lasers molten lava you know he's he's got and and his plans also involves eugenics you know he's trying to kill everybody except who he deems worthy of repopulating the earth so he's a villain and in Every possible way you can imagine, he's got them all covered. He's got the crazy eyes, you know. He's he's got it all. He's got a mountain lair for goodness' sake. You can't get more villainous than having a mountain lair. <laughs> a villainous plan and a really yes. villainous demeanor. I mean, he is he is crazy. I mean, Hippocrates. He he's a standout character through all of Deep Space Nine. You remember him when you watched this episode. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just dish out the points now because there's yeah, there was no yeah, there was yeah. no one I could choose who's going to be Hippocrates Noah. I knew that. <laughs> I I knew it that. Can't be that. And uh, and Avery Avery Brooks, man, it like I, I, hams it up. <laughs> I hear the phrase a... "chewing the scenery," and he does. He just gets absolutely wild. He's so good, but it's perfect. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, I absolutely love it when he's Hippocrates Noah. Also, I love the fact that they called him Noah and his plan was to flood the earth. I just thought that was yes. like a nice, obvious connection. It, you know what? It does seem the whole episode is so James Bond. Oh, yeah. And it's weird. They, uh, um, I don't watch many. Actually, they, got, they got a nasty gram from, uh, I, I think, MGM owned James Bond at the time. And they got oh, a, really? a nasty gram from that. So that's why when they go back um, and visit, you know, the program gets a little bit more generic secret agent than like. Oh, really? Yeah, than this episode, which was, you know, oh. like straight up, you know, it's just James Bond hom- references for 45 minutes. It's a homage. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's because I'm not so up on my 1930, 1930s sort of pulp gangster novels that I don't have that. Maybe if I was, I'd be like, oh, and they've, they've referenced this, or they're just, you know, they're talking just in the. Right, but, right. It's much the more, Sam Spade or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more. Um, I have a lot more sort of touchstones with James Bond because I've watched them all. Yeah. I, I, you know, rather than the get the the pulp thirties gangster stuff. Oh my god, it's so good. Ugh, uh, <laughs> I almost regret having the big goodbye as my choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but don't you know? Don't count them out yet. No, no, not yet. <laughs> still, I've got, yeah, I've got some good still... ones coming up. Yeah. Okay. So. Is it my is it my pick next? Yes. yes. Or, okay. Okay. So the next category, I have uh, best scene. Uh, and for my best scene, uh, again, you know, there's so many good ones. <laughs> uh, so I, I, the way I picked it is I picked the the scene that has actually has a bit of character development in it because uh, this this episode was a lot of fun, but there it, it actually did kind of move. Um, both Garrick and, and Bashir's friendship, but also Bashir individually. Mm. Um, and the scene that does that is the scene when um, uh, Julian and Garrick, um, they uh, 
you know, they get the key from Honey Bear, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they're uh, they so they escape from Doctor Noah's um, you know laser yeah, thing. They're, they're tra- eat, trying they're to not kill him on by lava. Yeah, and it's it's Garrick wants to end the program and save themselves, and Bashir, you know, you know, tells him that that's you know that's i'm not going to do that uh you know and and garrick's like well you're you're just trying to be a hero you're not really a hero and you know and that and that what what does it mean to actually be a hero kind of is 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 a very big part of julian julian's character development you know from when he starts and he wants to be a hero the very first episode that's like he has these uh, this idealistic you know vision of what that is in the very first in in emissary you know and then but i think it's a big step and and you know, the scene's also great because, I mean, he literally, you know, shoots Garrick. Yes. <laughs> Which I didn't, you know, knowing that the safeties are off. And, he he and makes I the think, hard and choice, it, yeah. Yeah, well, and the funny thing about that is is that more than anything made Garrick respect Julian more. Yes. <laughs> he, he, says, he says, I believe there's hope for you yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, and was, I, and, I, 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 I did wonder whether Garrick would really go through with this. If, if Julian hadn't shot him, or was he, I wonder if he was just pushing. Cause he is that sort I of thought about that too. I, yeah, I think he probably like, would have done it. I think he probably would have I, just switched it off. I think he would have too. I, yeah. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard because I mean, if you really did, I mean, they do it in the beginning too. When, um, when Falcon first attacks them and, and Garrick's like, okay, shoot him. <laughs> and Bashir's like what are you talking about that's that's O'Brien he's like well yeah but he's trying to kill you you know you'll have better luck saving at least saving the other people you know if, if you get yeah. rid of him <laughs> it's like is he just you know um, would, but would he have actually most, done it he can say the most outrageous things and make them right. sound so reasonable and yes. that's that kind of insidious sort of worming your way his way into your mind right that's, that's his power isn't it that's yep. what he's good at He's a manipulator. He's going to get you to do something. And he's going to make it sound like it was a good idea. And it was your good idea. Right. That's why he's such a great character. Oh, or is. maybe he just made me think he's, that. Exactly. Oh, he's so complicated. It's so yeah. wonderful. So many layers. So yes. many facets. God, I love him. Yes. Me too. Okay. What, okay. what do you have? Okay. Right. My best scene. So I had a couple of options for best scene. I did think there was a lovely little comedy scene where Data tries to move a lamp and he picks it up and walks with it and pulls the plug out and uh, the lamp goes off. Oh, and yeah. he's confused, like, what the hell's going on? And then <laughs> Bacar just plugs it back in and the light comes back on and he sets it down. And it's, you know, it's it's hilarious and it's totally sort of negating the fact that the guy's been shot and they're trying to get the light over right. him. So wounds but it was very funny but i didn't go for that i actually came out of the holodeck for my choice i'm selecting the scene uh it's in uh the uh uh, the 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 meeting what's the room called they all meet together what's it called uh the conference room (laughs) i don't know the the conference room i don't know must have a name they're in the conference room yeah must have a name (laughs) we'll we'll figure it out somebody's going to send us a tweet about this it'll have a name um they're in the they're in the conference room and Picard is just so excited about the holodeck. He is just talking on about how great the holodeck is. Seems really emotional. It's not really the sort of the staid Picard you're used to. He's just so thrilled with the holodeck. He's telling everyone about it. 
and the romance with him and Dr. Crusher is really made apparent. Like, mm-hmm. it's really overt. And I had forgotten how overt it was. Right. Because they, they, they do, it carries on throughout the show, but it's a bit more subtle and a bit more, and here it was almost like, you know, they're gl- glancing each other lovingly and there's lots of silences. They are in a room filled with other people. Um, and yet th- this is going on. Um, and they talk, he talks about how great the holodeck is for about three minutes and then briefly sort of tugs down his shirt. It's like right down to business. They discuss the B plot for about 15 right. seconds, uh, the phonetically perfect recital of the Haradan greeting. And then it's cut back to the holodeck again. Uh, it, it just a really, a really season one scene. It was, <laughs> we're talking about the holodeck because we've never really dealt with it before or used it before. We've got uh, Picard and Crushers, really sort of strong, hint, strongly hinted at romance. And Picard is not the sort of the staid, you know, reserved fellow we know. He's much more animated and you don't usually see him like that. So I picked that scene because it was just, it struck me as an odd one, but a good one. And it, it it made me think, oh, I should go back and watch the rest of this season because I've forgotten there were bits like this where, you know, they're still bringing everything together. And it, I, I found it quite interesting. I love that pick. Uh, I love the Bev and Picard stuff too. I, I love that he get he's he's so excited and animated, and he's and he's giving this talk about the holodeck when he still has lipstick on his face <laughs> from the holodeck <laughs> character. Yeah, However, the holographic yeah. you know lipstick <laughs> was on his face. But um, yeah, don't don't, right, don't right. read too much but, into but, the question. But then, but then Bev <laughs> lovingly like wipes it off his his cheek, which is such I a know. sweet moment. And then uh, I also love when she uh, she gets um, she gets a little miff that he wants to invite the uh, the historian along too, because she's like, "Yeah, I'd love to join you in the yes. holodeck," and he's like, "He's like, yeah, and we'll bring you know Waylon or whatever his name is," and and she's like, "Yeah," and she's like, great. "Oh, great, Fantastic. yeah." <laughs> and when she finally gets into the holodeck, moment. he's yeah, he's he's already being interviewed by the police, so she just hangs around with <laughs> the. It, it it's it really is. She's it's almost quite like school schoolboy schoolgirl, yes. you know. The will they won't they? I'd forgotten that they'd done that. Yeah, but they definitely did do yeah. that. Uh, God, I'm really not sure who I would dish the points out to on this the, scene. This is the toughest one. These were both excellent the, scenes, both, and they're both very <laughs> different for, for quite for different two, reasons. Yeah. For two mm. two big relationships too, you know, Bacard yeah. Bacard Crusher and and Bashir Garrick are two of the most interesting, you know, yeah. <laughs> relationships that you know people enjoy. Mm. So it's a tough one. I I think I'm going to go for Bashir and Garrick because it is that is a strong scene and. I still wonder, could it have been played? Would it have played out differently? I, I wonder what would have happened, mm-hmm. and you know, would Garak actually have turned it off? Is he just goading Bashir yeah. to see what he would do? So I, I, because I, I found that a really, a really quite thrilling scene. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you on that scene. You know, I'm gonna cross over. <laughs> I think and, and give it to the big goodbye on this one because. Um, oh. Yeah, because it, it's such it's it's a little bit jarring that you know the holodeck's so new to them, 
which, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. But but I, I it's just it's not something you get to see too often. You know, Picard that excited about something that just makes me happy. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give the point to the big goodbye. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, what are our scores then? Where are we at? Okay, so so far. Uh, Big Goodbye has three points, and our man uh-huh. Bashir has five points. Okay, okay, okay. So we've got uh, one more category. One, one, one left. What are we? Is what are we turn doing? My turn. It is your turn. Mm, okay. So for the final category, I'm going to go for. I'm sure I can. I'm going to win these points. Best costume. Mm. Um. Cyrus, I, I did think about Cyrus Redblock's brown bowler hat, which I liked, but we all know the best costume far and away is Data wearing a trilby <laughs> and a pinstripe zoot suit with his two-tone spats on. It is an epic look. And, and he's got it the accent amazing. to go with it. <laughs> yes, yes, the accent and the attitude. <laughs> it is amazing. Uh I I've been looking at this picture for about a week. It's so good. It's made me think. Oh, I should get the I should get the the Playmates action figure. <laughs> this it's that good. I it absolutely it, love it. It's head to toe. Amazing. He looks. He phenomenal. does look phenomenal. He pulls yeah. it off. Um, you know, it, he really does. <laughs> and it's so. I just. W- I almost wish they'd gone back to the big goodbye or followed up just so I could see him again wearing this gear i mean i like it when he's wearing the sort of sherlock holmes gear as well because i'm a big yeah. sherlock holmes fan but he just looks so good it looks so good here's your here's your 24th century android and he's dressed up like a uh 20th century gangster it looks and great. i love that he came up with that look too you know like like he decided yeah. to join <laughs> the the, hol- the holodeck even, program and- like, yeah <laughs> It looks a little eccentric even yes, compared to everyone yes. else, doesn't it? Yeah. It's slightly, it pops. <laughs> you know, he's got that going for it. Like, I just think it yeah, looks so it's like, good. And, you know, they're, they're ready to go in, and then here comes Nathan Detroit off the turbo lift, you know? <laughs> and they're just like, oh, hey, Data, okay. <laughs> sure, join us. <laughs> it's it's great. It's, it's so great. good. It's so good. Um, but, you know, the costumes in uh, Our Man Bashir aren't too shabby either. I mean, think about... You know, yeah, Bashir and Garrick, you know, and uh, Worf in, in tuxedos alone, you know, it was amazing. Your but, tuxedo yeah. is beautiful. And, and Garrick oh, purple. I love it. I love it. And I'm a nice. big I'm a big fan of the and way they much. they dress uh, Anastasia Kamananoff too. With that 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 slinky yes. ne- that that slinky uh, negligee that she wears in the beginning with the with the matching yes. fuzzy high heeled boots. Um, I'm sorry, high heeled shoes that she kicks uh, Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> with you know like they don't slow yeah, her down I, I, I think, I <laughs> no, they're the amazing shoes. they're fluffy pink <laughs> heels and they don't slow her down you know she still kicks kicks the bad the bad guys with them and and those are all amazing costumes but i had to go with no doubt my uh how they dressed hippocrates noah with the amazing uh nehru jacket you know that looks completely at home on you know on top of a mountain lair um <laughs> which not you know so not only is it is it, is it, it just sleek good looking uh look up for where he is but it's also a really uh good harken back to the way they used to dress bond villains uh, of the 1960s yeah, too you know it is so um, bond villain it's so bond villain <laughs> i think i think dr no and he pulls it yeah. off oh he just pulled avery brooks in that outfit just 
just screams, you know, <laughs> crazy super villain. It, they've really done it. it I think it is Doctor <laughs> No who wears one of those, and it, it is yeah. ridiculously, ridiculously good. Uh, it's so James Bond. Mm-hmm. They do pull out all the stops to make it a James Bond, don't they? And all but name. They do. They could have called they this do. a James Bond episode, <laughs> and I would have blinked. Uh, yeah, it's a good choice. I think I think I'm just too much in love with data data in this suit. I think I've got, I've got to go for it. I've got to give him his point. I've got to give it to data. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it too much. So I I was a little um sad that uh you didn't pick Beverly Crusher's outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a beautiful beautiful jacket, double pearls and that hat with that veil. I mean uh, she's she's just stunningly gorgeous yeah. um and that uh, that would have been my pick but once you said data i'm like oh yeah that's you know what? I... <laughs> doesn't get any sharper than that I, I... <laughs> so my my point's going to to the big goodbye yeah, I, on that I, one too they recently I released a comic book uh, terror Inc- terror incognita number i am dating the episode now terror incognita number four i believe and one of the alternate covers is uh a scene from the big goodbye just randomly a scene from the big goodbye and they have an excellent shot of data picard and beverly on the front of it um and uh. it, it does it does look really good but i didn't th- i didn't think to to put to, to cast beverly maybe i wonder why i didn't think to cast her because they do <laughs> she does look completely different because she, she never looks like that again from it for any other episode she never dresses yeah. that sort of wildly or sort of you know extravagantly again and even just the way they did her makeup and you know when when you get a sh- close up shot of her with that with that um that early you know 20th century you know makeup and the hat with yeah. the veil, Is it a veil like a her net. eyes yeah, just yeah. pop and yeah yeah the little net the uh, yeah i don't know what yeah. that's called but it's uh it's so well yeah. done so yeah big goodbye gets the points there for me too and that means at the end of five rounds, we have a tie. Do you know what? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really see that coming. I was convinced uh, you were going to win this because I. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's it's funny because it's not always like. I mean, you know which which episode do I prefer personally? Isn't always no. like the best episode. Anyway, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, so yeah. who knows? Who and knows? this is. I think this is a particularly but, strong TNG season one episode. It is. It is. Uh, Tiebreak scenario. So we go to our tiebreak question. And because they're both holodeck episodes, we decided to count the number of times the phrase, the safeties are off, was used in, in our episodes. And I am somewhat saddened to report that it was never once mentioned in The Big Goodbye, despite the fact that Whalen got shot. I think it was just too early on in the TNG run. Yeah, maybe they hadn't come up with that term yet. That's the safeties, yeah. or or maybe they didn't even maybe they built safeties because of this. I, you know, who knows? You know what? I, that, I did think that perhaps like oh, we made a holographic gun and they right. shot that guy right. from the Enterprise. We should we really got to sort this out. We can't just let her. Well, it's a fly. There's a design it's, flaw. Here. Like, yeah, why, why did you program real bullets right, into, those, right. into those holographic guns? Exactly. I wanted the real experience. Man. Yeah. Um, how how so, many times did you get it? So they mentioned it once in Armand Bashir um, after the initial fight with uh, O'Brien Falcon. Uh, Garrick oh. starts bleeding, and he, uh, you know, and, and um, 
they say, oh, the safeties must be off, is you know, um, and that's how they know that they're really in danger, you know, and the and the the people's yeah. phys- their friends' the physical parameters are really in jeopardy here, um, and they are really in jeopardy here. So they mention it that one time, and and then it kind of reverberates through the episode, the sense of real danger. Well, I'm surprised they only said yes. it once, <laughs> but uh, one is enough. Okay. So congratulations to Arman uh, Bashir for winning this week's episode. Of squeaked out a victory there. Yeah, but <laughs> well deserved because they are both quite strong episodes. I do enjoy yeah. watch, I do enjoy them both. Um, but well done you. Congratulations. Well, they're your choices as well. You you made the choices of which scenes to pick and which lines to have. So congratulations, Jim. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's, there's no trophy. It's, no, it's all about no, the just for all fun. about the feeling of superiority. <laughs> no. <laughs> but okay. Um, so, what do we have in line for next episode? Well, next episode, episode three, is going to be uh, the theme is going to be stranded captains, and we are going to look at. The original series episode Arena versus the next generation episode Darmok. <laughs> I think two episodes that have never been compared in any yes. way previously. But they're you know, they're both one on one on a planet, you know? Yep. <laughs> captain versus captain, cr- you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the crews are there desperately trying right. to save them, not entirely sure yep. what's going on. Should should be interesting. Yeah. I, I, I I think we've got some 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 excellent yeah. snapping coming up. Some excellent snapdragon. <laughs> okay. Well, I I look forward to to speaking to you, you then. Too. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at SnapTrack to let us know what you think of the episodes that we've been watching, the podcasts we've been releasing, and provide us with your own limericks for each episode. And you can contact me at Star Trek seventeen oh one. S-T-R-T-R-K-1701 on Twitter, and I will get back to you. And uh, you can contact me on Twitter also. I'm at Eda Quarks, and look forward to hearing from you uh, to talk about track. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to the limericks. I mean, I'm hoping people yeah. send us some cracking limericks. I'm yes. excited about it. Yeah, send us your poems. We'd love to hear them. They don't, they don't have to be limericks. They could be any, no. any sort of poem, any track poem you want. <laughs> yes. We are open to the poem submissions. Maybe, maybe we should. Are we doing limerick next time? What do you want to well, do? Are we have a different it's, poem. We'll, well, it's, we'll it's random it. You know what I? You know what I almost did for this? I almost did lyrics to my favorite James Bond song. <laughs> nobody, really? Nobody does it better. But the, and and I, I got I got pretty far with it. I'm actually kind of embarrassed how much time I spent doing it. <laughs> it's fun. But then I realized nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> I I want I want you have to so sing maybe, it, but you got to send me the you got to send me this. So yeah, I want to so read this. I'll, uh, polish those up. Send, send me a message. Okay. Uh, I I actually did briefly considered. I I wrote the big goodbye as a as an Alan Moraine. Oh, pop ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I tweeted it out because I was quite pleased with it. Um, uh, but uh, it's there on the internet if you want to go and see it. Uh, it it's there. I love it. I'll uh, I'll, sh- I'll send it to you. Yeah. Right. Lovely to speak to you, Jen. You too, Ross. And I will see you next time. Okay, great. Bye.